Well, God bless you. Good morning to everyone. That was a wonderful introduction. I need to, I need to record that and play it every time. That'll, that'll help me out. Well, hey, listen, we're glad that you showed up today uh, with a mind to get something that will feed you spiritually and get you that extra boost. And so uh, just a little bit more about me, if there's anything left. Scott, <laughs> he did a great job. Uh, but in this series, Unstoppable, uh, we're going to focus on perseverance, and I can definitely add to that, especially with the things that uh, all of us have gone through some storms in our lives before, and so we're going to, in the context in Acts chapter 27, you, you'll see this in, in what happened to Paul and him being a prisoner on this ship and on this boat, but uh, I'm going to build this around a context uh, in addition to Paul's experience, that how many of us have ever been through some things that it seems like the storms of life has hit us from so many different directions, and whether you've uh, gotten uh, on board your ship or your marriage, your ship or your business, and sometimes things just kind of get all out of whack, and it's broken up in pieces, a relationship, you know, uh, 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 an endeavor that you're trying to achieve. But, um, but God has given us what we need to be unstoppable, we just got to persevere through the process. Amen? And so uh, I love the fact that the Word of the Lord has so many great answers for us. And uh, he says that these things are written for our admonition and for our learning. And so uh, just to put in context also our marriage, uh, I, I truly am blessed by uh, having been married to the lovely Lavinia for over 22 years. But uh, one of the stories I'm going to cover a little bit later in the sermon uh, we are married now, but there's been some rocky moments. Amen. There's been some rocky moments. Anybody experienced some rocky moments? All right. But because of the grace of God, look at you, you're still here. Amen. And so I'm so glad that because we held on, we are continuing to be unstoppable and persevere in the process. So let's, let's dive into um, the word of the Lord in Acts chapter 27. All right. Uh, it, it reads, hope I can read that far, <laughs> when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and the storm continued raging, we finally gave up on all hope of being saved. Just before, just before dawn, Paul urged them all to eat. That's going to be very important coming up. For the last 14 days, can you imagine that 14 days? He said, you have been in constant suspense, and I've gone without food. You haven't eaten anything, but now I urge you to take some food. You need it to survive. Not one of you will lose a single hair from his head. After he said this, he took some bread and he gave thanks to God in front of all of them so they could see him. Then he broke it and began to eat. And they were all encouraged by his act of modeling the way. He ate some food, they ate some food themselves. And all together, there were 276 people on this boat. So all of us on, on board, when they had eaten as much as they wanted, they lightened the ship by throwing off the grain and the sea and when daylight came, they did not recognize the land, but they saw a, a, uh, a bay with a sandy beach. 
And when they decided to run the ship around, uh, aground, if they could, cutting loose the anchors, they left them in the sea. And some of, and and the, and the same time, uh, untied the ropes that were held in the rudders. All right, and so they hoisted uh, the for sale to the wind and made for the breach, but the ship stuck and the sandbar and ran aground and saw, and the bow stuck fast and would not move. And the stern was broken in the pieces by the pounding of the surf. Now, I know that was a lot of reading, but you needed to get the context, all right? <laughs> and so how do you survive a shipwreck? Imagine being in that situation. And uh, how do you survive? One of the first things, you've got to, you've got to mind your mind. All right. Uh, the scripture says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And when I read this verse here, just before Don, uh, going down a little further, he said, you have not eaten because you've been in constant suspense. Their mind, what you focus on, it does have an effect on your physicality. I know this beyond the shadow of a doubt, but it would take a whole lot for me not to eat. Anybody? Do I have a witness out there? I mean, you got to be under some stress. I know that's, can I speak for myself? I mean, 14 days, are you kidding me? Lord have mercy. The only thing that came to my mind that, were, that I was in that situation, it wasn't 14 days without eat, but I did lose some weight. And here's the thing, talking about my wife, this is when my wife and I were courting. Well, this is before courting. This is when I was searching for a wife, and I'm very uh, meticulous and, and I'm slow in making decisions. So it took me a while to land up on her, and she didn't even know it. <laughs> she didn't even know that I picked her. <laughs> and so we were young, uh, very young. And so um, we had this big, huge convention at our church, and uh, the youth were there. And then one day, uh, a bunch of churches were there, and the youth always helped out in the kitchen serving. And this particular day, uh, uh, she was washing, you know, she was drying, and I happened to skip past the kitchen, and I saw this guy, this imposter, standing next to her washing dishes. How dare he? She didn't even know that I had chosen her. And, and so, because I had it all planned out, I got the picket fence, I got the, 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 the hamster and everything else, just kids, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, and when I saw that, my mind was consumed by it. It was like I got hit in the gut by Mike Tyson. The wind was knocked out of me, and I did not eat. I lost weight. And uh, I told her that many years afterward, and she still teases me about that. So you pray for her because that's not right. But it was real <laughs> because my mind was consumed, and I couldn't wait for that convention to be over. But during that time, I did lose some weight, and that's, that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw that. What would make me want to not eat? But perhaps it was a seasickness because these were tumultuous winds. They started out on this journey, and this, 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 this ship was being rocked. It was being moved in such a way that these people, their minds were in constant suspense. So the question you should be asking, what are you in constant, constant suspense about? What is it that you're going in, thinking about in your mind that perhaps you need to turn over to the Lord? Because your mind is a powerful thing. But I trust that you will be able to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. 
and lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge God and he will direct your path. Amen. That's, that's the Lord's work. Uh, the, so Paul modeled the way, and this is how we all need to think about. When, when he modeled the way and people saw that, they were encouraged, all right? So the second point is to remember courage is contagious. Because Paul took it, he was in the same boat, in the same ship, experiencing the same things as these other 127, 237 passengers, all right, experiencing these things, all right, but yet he took control. He had this, he had this, this dream, and he was totally and completely assured of the fact that the Lord was with him, and he told him that no one shall be shall be uh, uh, harmed if they all abided with the ship, if they didn't bail, if they didn't try to just move and, and out of fear, take flight and run, but they stayed in the ship. Glory to God. I love that because you see, uh, uh, when people see you act courageously, it is contagious. A good example of this is one of my, one of my favorite people in the world just happens to be my mother. All right. My mother, Molly May Peavy. I, I grew up in the, uh, uh, in the Middle East, stern part of the United States. <laughs> Ohio. <laughs> and so, uh, and so uh, I, was I was born in Pennsylvania, but raised in Ohio. And so, uh, so I'm definitely a Steelers fan. And so we have this, 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 this experience with my mom. I watched her. Uh, raised five children, one, two, three, four, five children. Uh, my father uh, left us when, when I was two. My sister was just born. And uh, there's a redemption story behind that that I don't have time to get into. But uh, <laughs> it's so awesome because uh, what occurs is I watched her uh, take care of five children, single mom. We never went without food, as you can tell. And so, uh, but we didn't have much, but we had what we needed. Glory to God. And she knew how to take a little bit and make a lot out of it. And so what I loved by that, growing up, I saw her work hard. And I made, I made, I was intentional about making sure that when I was going to find a wife, and I saw her being courageous and, and raising us in such a way that we were always in the Lord, in the church, she modeled the way I was able to see that. And I began to make decisions about how I would live as a man, how I would treat a woman. I saw my father twice uh, uh, from the age of, you know, between uh, up until 14. I saw him twice, and I remember those moments significantly. And, um, and I saw her continue to, I like to say I was a drug baby because my mama drug us to church every chance she got. <laughs> Really, I'm talking Sunday morning, Sunday school, 11 o'clock service, the 3 o'clock service, and we came back to evening service. Somebody know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then midweek, it was Bible class. It was the usher board service, the deacon service. And I said, oh, my God, everybody got a service. And it was just, we was just drug to church. But she modeled the way, and she was courageous in how she was raising us. So Paul, modeling that, she, she faced the fear of raising children, but she knew she had to do it with the Lord on her side. Amen? And I love that. And so here's an acrostic that I love. 
that builds upon this. Fear, these are two things that you can think about fear. Fear, you can either forget everything and run, forget what you read in the Bible. You can forget about what your mama told you, your daddy told you, as all of that good advice and say, I'm out of here. Or you can do what I suggest, that you face everything and rise by faith. If you face it in faith, you will be victorious. You know why? Because he says that just shall live by faith. There is nothing that you are facing right now or will ever face that's too hard. Because he says with that temptation, there is always a way of escape. Hallelujah. He said, little children, don't be scared. <laughs> I've already overcome the world. There was absolutely nothing too hard for God. And as children of the Lord, as citizens of the kingdom, you have access to God. You can go to him and asking him anything and it shall be done. That's his word. I believe it. Do you believe it today? I trust the Lord that he can do anything. All things are possible. I encourage you to face everything and rise. And I, I saw that in my mother. And I saw that. So when I chose to step on the ship with my wife, my bride, uh, and, this, and, and our maiden voyage over 22 years ago, <laughs> there have been some ups and some downs, but I saw some, some, some things in my life that made it so much more powerful. Uh, I told you about my father. He found the Lord. He came out here in California. He found the Lord. And uh, when I was 14... The church decided to put some money together and brought us out to California. And I saw San Francisco. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing. They have six-lane highways. What is that about? I've never seen that before. <laughs> and so my father became an elder in the church, brought us back together. They were, they were rekindled. And I tell you, over that 14-year span, 13-year span, I never heard my mother say one bad thing about my father. They came together. They were married 61 years until the passing of my father last year, December 14th. My mother persevered through cancer, <laughs> colorectal cancer. We walked into the room talking about courageous and modeling the way and facing it with fear, facing it uh, with an acrostic, facing everything and rise, just like Paul did on that boat. He took it and said, no one shall, shall perish. We walked into the room when my mother was, uh, she had us to come over to the house. We didn't know what was going to happen or what the reason was. But the look on her face when she began to tell us what the doctor said, she'd been diagnosed with colorectal cancer. But the look on her face was as though she was telling us what was for Thanksgiving. It was like so calm and serene. And because she wasn't panicky, we were like, okay, this is okay. We're going to be okay. Because she modeled the way her, 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 I'm sure she processed it. She had time to process it. But, but she showed us her powerful uh, resilience in this and her faith. I talked to her on the phone the other day. Uh, she said it. I faced it. But I knew that I had my, my, my soul was anchored in God. And I said, that's the reason why you were able to endure such things. That perseverance, that ability. And guess what? You too can face the greatest storm in your life by applying faith to it. Amen? Amen? Oh, I'm so grateful for God. Somebody ought to praise God for that. Amen? So I told you courage is contagious. All right? And so 
uh, he says, you will keep him in perfect peace. This is Isaiah chapter 26, whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. What sandwich is that? And also a good piece in the middle is you. If you replace you with God, it's God. God will keep him, you or her, <laughs> in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on, on God. Amen? Because you trust in God. That's a powerful scripture. The third thing, you got to lighten your load. You want to survive whatever's in your life right now? You got to lighten your load. Ask yourself, what is it that you need to release? What is it that you need to let go? What is it that you need to forgive? Those times in my life when I thought about my father, I, I, I heard this song on the radio and I started singing it. I would say, Papa was a rolling stone. And he was. <laughs> he was a truck driver. And I got, I got uh, <laughs> three other siblings <laughs> outside of the five. And my mother forgave him and loved him for that. Hallelujah to God. And so, uh, and so I began to, to think about uh, all of that stuff. At one point, I was at a men's conference, and I was watching Antoine Fisher. And uh, I just started crying. And, of course, I'm saved at this point, and I, I was able to release some things. I said, my father left me. They a stranger. He's like, okay. <laughs> and I'm getting it all out, okay. And I just be begin to forgive my father. He already asked for forgiveness, but I had to process it myself. And so what is it that I needed to forgive? I had to let that go. I had to let that go. Uh, uh, another example of this is uh, I like to shop. I do. When we were first getting married, I bought more clothes for my wife than she did. True story. And if you go in our closet now, it's a big U. She has like one part of the U, just one leg. I have the L portion. And I, 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 don't, I don't apologize for that. I get that from my mom, <laughs> whom I love, if you can't tell by now. <laughs> All right, I love the shop. And so I had to go into the closet one day. I'm stepping over clothes. I'm like, I got to get rid of this stuff. Half of it I can't even fit anymore because all of this, you know, one pack I have, I need to make some adjustments. So I make the decision to lighten the load. <laughs> I'm throwing bags. I give them to the Goodwill shoes, you know, and guess what? I still had more stuff. And I felt good about giving something away. That's a small thing. That's material. But what is it? that we need to lighten our load up? What is it that you're carrying right now that you can just give to God, that you've been carrying? Maybe it's unforgiveness. Maybe it's uh, 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 not an assurance or being um, uh, frustrated. Maybe it's something that, uh, that, that, that happened to you many, many years ago that you don't think that you can get over. I'm here to tell you that you can get over this. God will carry you through it if you lighten the load. Cast your care upon him, and he will care for you. Amen? Because he cares for you. All right. Now, you got to see the opportunity in every obstacle. All right. The scripture says when they ran the ship, it busted up in pieces. So people are scrambling for these pieces, trying to float, trying to get on board so that they can live and they don't drown. The scripture says that the bow stuck fast and would not move. The stern was was broken into pieces. Imagine that. There's a storm there. Winds are raging. And you see all these things, pieces of the boat in the ocean, and you're scrambling trying to get aboard there. What's left? What is it that you can hold on to? One of the things that, um, that struck me 
It was a movie that most of you will recognize, and it's this. I'll put the picture up, and you all can tell me what it is. What movie is that? The Titanic. Wonderful movie. Made a gazillion dollars. <laughs> but there were some scenes in the movie that I was like, come on, man. And some of you all might know what I'm talking about. Do you remember the scene? Of course, they wait to the last moment. They go to the bow of the boat, and then they jump off at the end so they can bounce back up. And then there's pieces, and then Jack finds a piece of wood for Rose to get on. I had a shot of that, but it went away. <laughs> That's okay. And so, so here are they right now. They're on this piece of wood, and this is a huge piece of wood. It's it's, it's huge. It's like the, 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 the atrium, the, the header board of the, the grand ballroom uh, of, the, of, the, uh, of the ship. And so she finds this. And I'm looking at this. I kid you not. What she was floating on was big enough for two people. But my man Jack is in the water. And she's on it all by herself. You know what he's thinking right there? I know what I'd be thinking if I'm stuck in the water and she's on a big piece of wood. She's saying, Jack, I love you, Jack. I'd be saying, scoot over. <laughs> scoot over, please. <laughs> there is room. <laughs> and in this picture, I don't know if you can see it, but she's sleeping. He is rethinking the dynamics of this relationship. She has the audacity, the unmitigated gall to go to sleep when I'm freezing my tuchus off. <laughs> then she finally wakes up, and it's too late. You know why? She's like, Jack, Jack, Jack. Jack can't hear you because he's dead. He's dead. He's got icicles in his eyebrows because you woke up. <laughs> and you found the broken piece, and you landed on it. I just brought this to you to encourage you that you can survive, but you got to hold on. You got to hold on. You got to face everything and rise. When my wife and I, we started on this journey, I told you of ups and downs. And I found the place where we said, you know what? We are not going to give in. We're going to hold on to what the Lord has for us. There was a point on our voyage that the ship seemed like it would not survive. There was a Weekend to Remember conference happening in Sacramento. We lived in Fairfield at the time. And I tell you what, I said, we got to do something. And I was an elder in the church uh, over the Sunday school department. We had the three kids. And I said, we, gotta, we need some help. We need some more advice. And I said, okay, God. How do we persevere this? How do we get through this storm? How will we remain unstoppable? There were many times I'm crying in the shower. I'm saying, God, what is going on? And so this time I said, you know what? I'm going to make a call. I called my pastor up. I said, Pastor, we won't be at service today. I need to take care of something for my wife and my family. He said, okay. Within five minutes, I had somebody for the kids. <laughs> they were going to pick them up, and we drove to Sacramento. Being in the ministry, they gave me a free pass to get up in there. They sat down there. We sat down there. And you know how it is. You just kind of, I hope she's listening. I hope he's listening. <laughs> and so we didn't say anything all the way up. All the way up there. We didn't say anything. 
all the way up to Sacramento. And so then they had the breakout session. All right. Uh, wonderful teaching. Came home. We were halfway home. And she says to me, pull over. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is she going to take me out? What's happening here? She pulls over. She sit me down. We went to a park. We sat across from each other. And she began to say things that I've been waiting for here to hear for like 10 years of our marriage. She began to talk about the fact that she hadn't been treating me as a gift. Now, I'm not one to say that I was perfect in the marriage and still am not. But to hear that, she began to be unstoppable. We were unstoppable at that point. The enemy no longer had that hold because the chains were broken. We persevered some tumultuous storms in our life because we gave it over to the Lord. And we decided, just like Paul, to stand up and declare and to face it. And because of that, we've been riding that raft <laughs> for 22 years. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. And you too. God is hope. He is love. There is hope for you. Whatever you're challenged with, whatever you're dealing with right now, trust and believe that God is the answer. Amen. Christ is the answer. Give God some praise this here this morning. If you do not know the Lord in the pardoning of your sins, the scripture says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ, amen, raised from the dead by the Lord God, you too can be saved. We trust that if you make this declaration, if you repent and accept the Lord as your personal Savior, Scripture says he will be his child. And we trust that you can do this wholeheartedly knowing that the Lord's arms are open to you, ready, available to accept you into the family of the Lord. You can click on the website and say whether or not you prayed the prayer, that we pray that, uh, that God will continue to usher you in and build you up. Adventure Church is a solid, good ground to be in. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your love, your kindness, your goodness. Lord God, someone out there is searching. They're looking for a peace to survive on. A business is broken up. A marriage is almost at the point of crumbling. But God, you be their life raft. Let them hold on to you. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray that you will continue to bless each and every person. That they will come to a saving knowledge of you trusting you so that they can be unstoppable and you will give them the faith to persevere in Jesus name we pray God bless you in Jesus name